metastinkentation. I mean, we all know we should be doing it right. It clears your mind. It clears your thoughts. It's getting you all peaceful up in yourself. It's good for your mental health. I mean, come on. We know. We get it. We get it. Sit in silence. Be quiet. Don't think. Meditate. And you need to do it for about like 500 hours a week, right? Right? That, that, that's all we got to do to get some peace up in our lives. Listen, y'all, it ain't true. It is not true. Today, we're going to talk about how we can view this whole thing way more simply. We can rethink how we practice it, think about it. And yeah, man, this new way of approaching meditation, mm, it's going to make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. I recently made a list of my non-negotiables, and I'm... (laughs) I feel kind of bad calling them non-negotiables because there's some days I'm totally negotiating. And even though it says non-negotiables on the top of this list, it's a lie. It is a lie, but I'm working on it, okay? I really, really am. And one of the things on my non-negotiable list is meditation, right? But I don't know if you're like over-ambitious like me where you get all pumped up listening to shows like this. You're like, I'm going to get my life together. And you have like a million non-negotiables. And sometimes it's easy to throw some of the ones you don't like so much to the side, right? And for me, meditation is, dude, it's not like something I, I'm at that point where I crave. You know what I mean? Let's people are like, I got to meditate. I'm like, I got to meditate. Uh, are you like me? But in the next few minutes, we are going to learn a quick reframe and how we approach meditation that will help you and I stay in the game a little bit longer. But real quick, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Manich, who's going to be on the show in a few days, who left us this sweet review. Coming up on the show, dropping some knowledge, then dropping us a review. That's what's up. It says sweet and short on point. Heather does a fantastic job of guiding the conversation, keeping it essential with giving enough space to explore new ideas. Listen, y'all, if you enjoy the show, you want to drop us a line, I'll give you a shout out. That's all there is to it. It'll make your brain happy. Speaking of making your brain happy, we got to get some meditation up in here. I connected with this man named Zach Westerbeck. He's a mental health advocate, a speaker, and an author of the book, You Are Not Alone. And he was diagnosed with anxiety disorder in 2016. Okay. During that time period, he experienced severe anxiety, deep depression, and thoughts of suicide. But after walking through his recovery process, he ended up becoming mental health first aid certified and now travels the country educating others on mental health. He has quite a story, y'all, and I really enjoyed the way that he looks at meditation. But real quick, tell us about your anxiety, Zach. Ooh, I've experienced anxiety in in all sorts of ways, but in a in a variety of, of levels. Um, but at my most intense and lowest moments, I was experiencing severe anxiety from the mo- moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed. So this was back in 2016 when I experienced the onset of uh, a brain disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD, where the core symptoms are severe anxiety deep depression and thoughts of suicide. And that's mostly the thoughts of suicide came in later. And that was due to the fact that I I had an untreated brain disorder unfolding and I wasn't doing anything about it to improve those symptoms. Um, And so 
there were, there was kind of a, I went on a journey. I don't know how much of that story you want right now. Um, but over the course of the next couple of years through talk therapy, mindset shifts and lifestyle changes, I was able to get my life back to a manageable place. Um, and there are some, there are some actions that I take each and every day to help reduce those anxiety levels. And I'm very fortunate that now I, I live with low to moderate levels of anxiety, just depending on the various factors that are going on in my life. I love that. There's so much hope in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I try to do is just spread hope, you know, cause you can recover. I think that that's one of the biggest myths about brain health is that whatever you're feeling in that moment is what you're going to feel forever. Um, yeah. and it's just not true. You're not stuck in that place. I love in your book that you make the distinction of why you refer to it as brain health. Why is that? I think it's a really important destigmatizing tool. I think that when we look at every other vital organ in our body, we look at it as a tangible organ. And there are like with our heart health, we don't call our heart health, soul health. We call it heart health for a reason. It's a tangible organ in the body. We know it's important. And we know that there are actions that we can take every single day to improve its functionality, exercise, the foods we eat, um, even just social interactions are so good for our heart and our brains, it turns out. Um, and our brains are a tangible organ in the body. And so there are also actions, things that we can do on a daily basis to improve its functionality. But I wanted to know, he believes we can calm our anxiety in just 15 minutes. Yes, it is possible. And it, it all starts by developing a meditation practice. And everybody's a little bit different. Everybody has a different brain. Um, and this gets into the neurodiversity um, continuum where, you know, some of us are much, much more prone to experiencing anxiety. Others, they're, they, they're more resilient in a sense where the, their anxiety is, is situational, where some of us feel anxiety, low levels, high levels all the time. And so meditation has been the most important thing in my life. I meditate once in the morning that sets the tone for the day. I meditate again, right after lunch. And then I meditate before bed. So I meditate three times a day and yeah, 15 minutes each though. So it doesn't really feel like a lot. And nobody would say that 30 minutes at the gym is a long time, right? We would typically think, oh, that's a short workout, right? But we would still do it. We would show up and do that. And, and meditation is, is exercise for your brain. I mean, studies have shown that you change neural pathways you change certain parts of, of the brain, you shrink the amygdala, which is responsible for our fight, flight, or freeze system, uh, which means that we, we shrink the area that's responsible for fear and anxiety. And so for me, I've absolutely felt that. I mean, who I was in 2016 to, compared to 2021, I've meditated for over 20,000 minutes and I've reaped those benefits. Meditation is exercise for the brain. <laughs> Get your reps in, y'all. But y'all, listen, meditation's hard, just like lifting weights. How do you build that into a practice? I mean, sometimes sitting there with your thoughts is the very last thing that you want to do. Right, 100%. And so you have to set a couple expectations. The first of which is a, a, a commitment expectation where it's like, hey, and I always don't start with 15. I, I've been meditating for six years and I started doing 15 a year ago. I would always recommend start with five to 10 minutes, right in that range. Um, but it, it, it first, the first expectation is, okay, I'm going to sit here no matter what for the next 10 minutes, and I'm just going to try to breathe. No, that's number one. Number two is, and this is the biggest expectation that I, wanna, I want people to set and, and a myth that I want everyone to dispel is like, 
you are not going to zero out your brain. If anything, meditation is all about getting closer to your thoughts, not getting further away. And I think, I think people expect, oh, when I sit here and meditate, I'm going to zero out my brain. I'm going to have zero thought. And that is a meditative state. That's not the case at all. Actually, meditation, where, where the real progress comes from is the tug of war that you have with your brain as you toggle between your consciousness, thoughts that bubble up out of nowhere, and then trying to refocus on your breath. I meditated before this interview and it like it was it's still the same tug of war. I've got 20,000 minutes under my belt. I meditate 3 times a day and it's every it's a tug of war every single day. So setting that expectation makes it so that at the end of that session you're not a failure. You're not frustrated with yourself that oh, I didn't zero out my brain. Show up with whatever state your brain is in and just be committed to that that 5, 10 or 15 minutes of focusing on your breath. Release and judgment. That's what it sounds like releasing judgment and then get comfortable. I don't sit in any, I, I sit in a chair sitting up. I lay down when I meditate. If I'm feeling tired, I'm like, oh, I'm going to lay down. And I lay down. I literally lay down on my bed and I meditate that way. Or I'll, I'll sit in a chair, but I'll lean way back. Um, I don't have to be in a way that's uncomfortable because I've tried to do it that way. And I just, I didn't enjoy it. So I make it all about comfort and I still get the same results. Meditation is about getting closer to your thoughts, not further away. I was curious what kind of style of meditation that he does. Everything in my life is about simple, 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 simple. Everything. Every part about my life, um, including the book, which you've probably picked up on. Very simple. And the big thing is when in 2016, when I felt like I was losing control of my brain, losing control of my thoughts, I was the most anxious, most depressed. I'd well, I, first time I'd ever really experienced those symptoms before, and especially at, let alone at that intensity. And I told myself, even when I came out the other side, I wanted to help people. And the biggest thing is I wanted to keep things simple. The, the amount of academic work that I tried to consume when I was in that anxious and depressed space, just it, it, I, I couldn't consume it. I was too fatigued from my own brain. And so I wanted to keep everything simple. And so that's to say, I use Headspace. I don't show up as the guru. I let Andy Putakambe, the founder of Headspace, guide me through a 10 to 15 minute meditation. It's a body scan. That's all it is. It starts off with a body scan and then we just and then it's just counting your breath. That's it. It's that simple. There's nothing complicated about it. You don't have to know anything in advance. You would think after 20,000 minutes that I would want to guide myself. Mm -mm. I still just use the app. Simple, simple, simple. Love that. Make sure you connect with Zach at ZachWesterbeck.com where you can grab his book. Zach, anything else? People need to understand that we're not our thoughts and we're not our feelings. And when we start to create some of that detachment from our thoughts and our feelings is, is when we really start to, to gain some freedom. Um, but I always like to end on hope. So what I would tell the, the listener right now who's in that dark place is um, two things. Number one, you're not alone. That, that's the title of my book, but that's also, that's my life motto. You are not alone. There are millions, millions of people, and you can easily look these statistics up online uh, around the globe that struggle with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide. So you're not weak, weird, or different. You're human, and it's human to experience these uh, symptoms. Um, and number two, that recovery is possible. I always say that hopelessness is the seed of doubt that leads to two thoughts of suicide, and I was in that place where I felt hopeless. But hope, when we plant that seed, 
it is the seed that can sprout into growth and into a person we didn't even know we could become. And so recovery is possible. That's number two. You have to believe in that. Um, but you do want to seek professional help. You are not weak, weird, or different. You are human. Whew. Listen, y'all, I promised you a quick reframe of the way that you think about meditation. And I hope that it encouraged you that Zach is somebody who travels around and preaches mental health. And he still struggles sometimes practicing meditation. He just puts in a few minutes at a time. He separates it out. We don't have to be like these crazy gurus knocking it out of the park every day. And I love what he said. It's not about getting away from your thoughts. It's about leaning in and getting closer to them. That's something you and I can do, right? Lean in a few minutes a day here and there. Listen, y'all, whether it is understanding your core wound, sitting in a salt cave, or doing just a couple of minutes of meditation, we hope you take a moment for yourself today and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.